We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot, or should I say Slay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined, as always, by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Spawnauer and Santa Claus. I'm just kidding. It's Theo Wash. We have a great episode planned for you. It's our Christmas-themed episode, so we're going to start off with our Stay Hot Shock. Then we're going to recap Week 15. As it has happened so far, we still have games for Monday and Tuesday. And then we're just going to hop into some Christmas-themed episode. We have a special Christmas sports segment, and then we're just going to banter about some Christmas stuff at the very, very end. But before we get into all that stuff, Matt, Santa, how are you guys doing today? I'm kind of feeling left out to dry here. The producers were like, why don't you guys wear some like <laughs> Santa hats? Or, And I'm the only one who did it. Now I look like a... I have a Christmas tree behind me. I have a Christmas tree. Yeah, he moved that over there right right as the episode started. I, lo- I logged in here, and I was the only one who was being festive. <laughs> Listen, I'm just not in the Christmas spirit this year. I think I might get a visit from some ghosts. It's possible. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I just didn't realize this was a Christmas episode. That's my fault. I would have gone out and <laughs> bought like an elf costume or something otherwise. So, so you you all know this This is Matthew Spawn Hour, Mr. Unprepared now. Just so we're... All Very on the same page. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, you, first off, you definitely forgot to. No, you forgot no, I, to. I, I, uh, no, no, you forgot to. I, and you're like, you saw Theo was like fully dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> and then you're like, shit, I have to have something. And you happen to have a tree and you moved it in the frame. That's because I'm always prepared. That's the difference. That's not preparation. That's luck. That's luck. <laughs> Mickey Mouse preparation. <laughs> well, before before we get into the sports of this podcast, make sure you guys leave a rating on Spotify. That's their new feature that you can rate podcasts on Spotify. So make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Help grow this podcast. And if you haven't yet, make sure you follow at Stay Hot Pod on TikTok. We did recap a lot of our trip in LA, which we just got back from. We recapped a lot of that on TikTok. So make sure you follow us there at Stay Hot Pod for some more great content. But start things off with the stay hot shock. I think it's pretty obvious. The Lions beat the Cardinals today. Um, everyone knows that we do our stay hot locks every single week, and every single week it feels like someone has to someone has to screw it up. And it was the Arizona Cardinals today. Yeah, and uh, it reminds me a lot of what happened last year with the Cardinals. I mean, last year Kyler Murray got hurt about you know halfway through the season, a little bit over. He came back, and the team wasn't the same. The team was not the same. The offense was atrocious to watch. One of my least favorite film reviews of all time was the Cardinals' <laughs> offense after Kyler got hurt. Oh, my God, it was tough. And this year, you've got Kyler Murray getting hurt. He comes back, and now they've lost two of their last three. So it scares me a little bit to see him kind of two years in a row now 
get hurt and then drop off in the second half because he does kind of play an exhausting brand of football and he is a little bit undersized. Is that going to be a consistent problem for him in his career? It kind of has been for Russell Wilson, who's similar. I was about to say Russell Wilson has a very similar problem. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's one of the takeaways from this, this game here is like, is this going to be a problem for the Cardinals? Not only this year, but in the next couple, maybe. Yeah. They definitely just don't look like a Super Bowl team right now. I've really, I'm worried about Kyler Murray health wise, even more than maybe play style wise. Part, you know, part of the problem, obviously, is, you know, seeing over the offensive line, what we talk about, you know, hitting stuff over the middle is tough when you're shorter. But uh, when you run the ball a lot and you are not that big, uh, you have to be even more careful than normal um, to not get hit. And I, I think especially with an exhausting brand of run around constantly football as one of the smaller players in the league, uh, I think the trend that you could possibly see is not only, you know, um, tailing off towards the end of the season, but getting hurt consistently. Yeah. And I think that it does have more to do with size than, than play style. Cause you know, running quarterbacks, I think one of the things people all is like, Oh, they'll just get hurt. And I don't think that's really all that true. If you slide like Lamar Jackson does not take that many big hits ever. I know he's hurt right now. I know he's hurt right now. So maybe this is a bad time to say it, but he really has been quite healthy in his, in his career. And and Lamar getting hurt wasn't because he got like clobbered. Like that was, that was the type of hit that like a Tom early. Cause he, that was like Tom Brady would get hurt like that too. Just like someone grabbing your ankle wrong. So, so maybe it won't be a problem with Kyler going forward, but with his size, it concerns me just a little bit more. You know, if you have yeah, a big guy I'm, landing on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. Um, running does not typically make you more likely to get hurt. Um, but a lot of that depends on your running style and extending plays for a long time and stuff like that uh, sometimes can lead to bigger hits than normal. But I, I do agree. Just straight up rushing attempts does not make you necessarily more likely to get hurt. Yes. And I would say good shout out lions and shout out their offensive line. I know, I think it was, their running back was Craig Reynolds. He had over a hundred yards today and, you know, no disrespect he, to Craig have, Reynolds uh, whatsoever. Now was, didn't he have like 80 yards last week? He had a pretty good game last week. Maybe he Craig did. Reynolds maybe he did, later. but <laughs> I'm just saying Craig Reynolds looked good. He had a spin move in the hole on Buda Baker that was pretty sick. All right. And there was one part where he kind of started off to his left and that wasn't there. And he looped all the way around the offensive line and picked up some yards, like cutting all the way across the field. He ran well, but the offensive, anytime you get maybe kind of a journeyman running back, running really well, the offensive line plays a big part of it. And it did today for the lions. They, they really shut down that, that Cardinals pass rush and opened big holes for them to run through. And that is the key of how the Lions get things done. Strong running game, keep golf clean. If they want to win games, that has to happen. So anytime you see a good game from the Lions, it's probably a pretty safe bet that their that their offensive line played well. What do you do if you're the Lions this offseason? I think that's an interesting question. Like, how do you handle the golf situation? They're gonna still have a really high pick. You just go Hutchinson or whoever's there. I don't know if they'll end up with the first overall pick the way the Jaguars are trending right now. I feel like if I had a bet, but I think Hutchinson may still be there. I don't think that he's like this stone cold lock to go number one. So I don't know. There's no quarterback unless I watch Ritter, who I haven't seen a ton of, or Howell. Those are the two guys I have not seen a whole lot of. Unless I watch them and they are literally out of this world good, I, I don't take a quarterback at number two. And... Man, I it's tough to He's, sell I mean, running golf. This back, is this though. is this is just a tough year to need a quarterback. There isn't the the quarterback class just you don't have anybody who you feel really really good about. You got a lot of guys who are like maybe if I don't have to spend my number 1 pick on him and I can develop <laughs> him and I don't need a quarterback, that's great. Um and then and with the trades, I mean Wilson and Rodgers Maybe get traded, but only to great teams who yeah, are two not, a quarterback away. Not to Detroit. Um, well, and, maybe you know, uh, Detroit still needs receivers too. Maybe you bring in someone like Tyler Huntley. 
he played great today. I would maybe yeah. look t- and ask about him. Um, maybe someone like, I mean, there's always Bridgewater, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. Um, hope he's all right. I know he got carted off today. There's um, maybe Jameis Winston. I don't know if he might Winston be a free agent after this. That would be a very, very big quarterback change as far hmm. as play style going from, from Jared Goff, Goff to <laughs> Jameis Winston. I wonder it if would, maybe their strategy... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I wonder if maybe their strategy is like, okay, well, I don't have a guy I'd love in the first round, but they have, they'll have a high second pick. Maybe they're yes. saying if a good developmental guy falls to us, we take him, we sit him behind golf a year, we get yeah. some more receivers, we have a good offensive line, and then we roll him out. Yeah, Malik Willis or Carson Strong um, are guys who may be there in the second, third rounds. Um, Willis is a guy I've been watching and I have very, 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 very mixed feelings on him. I mean, (laughs) there are games I've seen of Willis where it's like, dude, if you put him in an NFL offense right now, it would be a unmitigated disaster. And then like he just played in a bowl game where he played pretty well. And there are some games in 2020 where he played pretty well, where I'm like, okay, maybe we were sitting in a hotel room in Dallas and you were just like, scream about how how bad Malik Willis is You're like, his, his game against his game I was watching his game against Louisiana Lafayette and that in that game he doesn't look like he can play it was ridiculous anyway I don't know I, there are options but none of them are great options right like right. I, there will be a guy at the top of the second round or even bottom of the first where I think they have a pick um, there will be quarterbacks there but are they great quarterbacks Probably not. Yeah, the hit rate on quarterbacks after like the top ten gets pretty low at the at the end of the first, beginning of the second round. Usually, that's not where you're finding a bunch of high level quarterbacks. So, I don't know what they do, but I would love to. Jameis and Jameis is probably the one you'd love to get. But if you're the Saints, I'd probably be want to re-sign him because he played really well this year. Yeah. Well, the only every other game I feel like has kind of gone how you would expect. The Bengals-Broncos game was pretty interesting. Teddy Bridgewater went down, um, and that was that was you know pretty hard to watch. Dude, that's happened three times this I week. I know it's just been like ridiculous, brutal, dude. Brutal. I know it happened in the in the Jets game, and they wouldn't even yes. show the replay of what happened. So I don't know if many people know about that. One of the Teddy, Jets Teddy Bridgewater might off. have Teddy Bridgewater. You know, also just has like a history of just. Terrible right. injuries. Terrible now. injuries. So hoping he's hoping for the best with him. Um that game was interesting. We're talking about Christmas. On the wish list of things I'd like to see is the Broncos with a good quarterback. Because that defense has shut down some high powered offenses over the past couple weeks. And today was no different. Holding the Bengals. They had one coverage bust on Boyd. Um, but outside of that, there was not much there for the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been really good on offense this season. So I would love for them to get a quarterback as well. And Carson Strong is just a Broncos quarterback, or at least an Elway quarterback. He's not there anymore. That would be fun. And and yeah, every time they get one of those guys, it seems to work out poorly. Paxton Lynch, <laughs> um, what Brock Osweiler? <laughs> like we can we can do this all day. Every time they get an Elway guy, just like a six foot nine, five you know five million strength arm strength, like. <laughs> it it just uh, for whatever reason it just never works out. I don't know why. Well, it's because I mean that's because they find these guys in like not the first round. Uh, like they that's they went true. with they, Simeon. Oh yeah, and Simeon, Simeon was like a seventh round pick, and they were like, I think he's the dude. It's like okay, Paxton was awesome. like fifth round, Luck. I think. And that's uh, one of my favorite Lock- NFL moments is them going with Simeon and Elway like <laughs> yeah. tweeting about him after he had a three hundred yard game. Yes, like, that's I our guy. <laughs> Who knows what they'll do, but yeah, I don't know. Some other things I thought were interesting from this game. I mean, Huntley was kind of a revelation. Like Huntley for the Ravens looked really, really sharp throwing the ball. He they almost fast. Won. Yeah, they did almost win. Um, and I, I, I wonder if next, if, if this offseason he could maybe start from for someone with the performance that he showed today because. He really stepped in. I don't think the Ravens win this game with Lamar Jackson. Like, I, I don't think, and that's not like Lamar Jackson slander. That's saying Huntley played like a really good game at quarterback. And Lamar would probably also play a really good game at quarterback. But would he like totally outclass what Huntley did today? 
This is not saying Huntley's better than Lamar. I'm just saying he played like really good today. Today, you were gonna but, you were gonna receive a lot of backlash for saying that. I hope you know. Uh, maybe I mean he played really good, and I would expect Lamar to play really good. This is not Lamar slander, but like yeah. Huntley. I mean, oh, it wasn't Huntley like did have, Huntley did have four touchdowns and no turnovers, and right, I don't know it if wasn't Lamar like, has put up a performance like that all year. Yeah, and yes, so I'm not saying like Lamar is. I'm just saying the Ravens had really good quarterback play today, yes. and that, I thought okay. that was interesting. And Mark. <laughs> Mark Andrews just killed. I mean, he was he was making sick catches after sick catch, and um, he's going to be an all-pro type of guy. And going Keith for Mark two Andrews. at the yep, going for two at the end of that game. This has happened a lot in games recently. Is like, do you go for it? Do you not? I like the decision to go for two, and you know you're going to have to probably put the ball in the end zone one more time in overtime to beat Rodgers. And you might as well do that from the two-yard line than do it over a whole drive. So I thought that that was a good idea, but I guess it just didn't work out. But they had him on the ropes, man. And Harbaugh's a great coach to to get that out of his guys against the one seed. Yeah, no, Harbaugh is a really good coach. I think he kind of gets a little bit... You know who the Ravens hate, though, is their... Uh, who, what's his name? I can't even think of his name. I think he's their off- their offensive coordinator. Oh um, yes, they do not like. I can't. Greg Roman. Yes, they don't like Greg. Roman. <laughs> they hate him. They hate him so much. And I, I, but he's been there, hasn't he? Been there like the whole time. Yeah, he's been there for a while. And honestly, I, I get it a little bit. The spacing for their wide receivers is not great. <laughs> a lot of the That's time, true. it's not great, and. There were times in 2020 last year when their play calls were getting like shouted out by the defense. They don't run a very, <laughs> a very varied scheme with a whole lot of like, you know, different concepts. It's kind of the same stuff a lot. So I don't necessarily think Greg Roman is the greatest, but I mean, they do end up having pretty good offenses every year as much as there are probably bones to pick with how they do it. And how much yes. of that is maybe maybe they're Lamar you Jackson know, quarterback? There is there is the extent. It doesn't matter if you know what your opponent is doing. But taking a look at the Colts and Patriots game from Saturday, because that was the only game that ended up getting played Saturday. Because the Browns game, thank God, got moved. But taking a look at that game, the Colts, I feel like just had a they just had a better game plan. I really That's do. How- the the Patriots let the Colts play how they wanted to play, and they, um, and they let them do very it the bizar- whole game. <laughs> I, well, it was it, it was uncharacteristic of Belichick um, to let them do that. Honestly, um, I mean, you saw they they did. If if the Colts can help it, they will have Carson Wentz throw as little as possible. Yes, I, I don't they, care what Frank Reich says about. Oh, I'll adjust the dial as the game goes. He wants to give Jonathan Taylor the football. Five million times. And he's right for it. <laughs> Good. He deserves the ball. Their O-line's great. Run up behind, like, maybe the best guard in football every play if you can. And they, the first half especially, the Patriots just went like light boxes, right? And, and they, just, they never changed. They never changed the entire first half, and the Colts just ran the ball. And I'm like, at some point, you have to do something different. And they just never did. I didn't get to watch the second half. So that's, I don't know if, because the, they did come back. So I don't know what adjustments were made then. So, so, so you think Mac Jones played the worst game of the year? Right I, 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 no, actually, I don't think Mac Jones played all that bad. There were a lot of plays that I felt like came, da- came down to the receivers. Like um, there, there was that blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown. But on the third down play before that, um, Jacoby Myers dropped a perfect perfectly thrown Vader out. Um, there was the interception that was that was not great by Mac Jones in the first half in the red zone. And then there was a high pass, I think, to Johnny Smith. But like for the most part, I thought he played a fine game. I didn't think he the the problem was that the 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 Colts did a really good job defensively taking away their short stuff, their run game. And the the Patriots were forced to take these shots downfield, and they just didn't convert on them when they needed to. And that was that was what cost them the game, in my mind. 
shout out Darius Leonard, a guy I was kind of low on this offseason because of his coverage skills or lack lack of one. He's been phenomenal this season, and the amount of turnovers he's created has uh, has canceled out any of the struggles he may have in that area. So uh, I know Colts fans would like me to hear he, he would they would like to hear me say this, Darius Leonard. Yes. You know, having a having a Pro Bowl, maybe even All Pro caliber season at at middle linebacker. He's so. he's been great at, in all facets, like run yes. stopping. You know, getting after the quarterback and cover. Like he's been all over the place. He's been phenomenal. He has been. Very I think good. so. I think the big question with the Colts is, uh, Theo, you were talking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, can they make a run in the AFC? Not are they the favorites? They're not. But do they have the pieces to make a run? And I have mixed feelings about this. I think the Colts are a great running team. Like they can just, they can run on anybody from what it seems like. Um, they, you know, they didn't run a ton, but they did run decently against the Bucks when they actually did it. Yes. Um, and if there was one team where you're like, this defense, you know, this guy will be able to stop them, if, especially if he knows what they're doing, it would be, it'd be the Patriots. And they didn't. Um, so I do feel strongly about their offense, um, or at least their running game. But the problem is, I mean, if you wa- I, I watched the back half of that game. I don't trust Carson Wentz to be good for that <laughs> long of a stretch. Like, he's, he's high and low. And we've talked about this before with other quarterbacks, where it's like if you're high and low, the odds of you, go, you, have to, you can't go low in the playoffs. You'll lose and your season's over. And if you get in a tight game against a team that can score at will, like the Chiefs or something, and you have to you have to keep up with the pace, and all of a sudden, if you get down a score and you're it's getting a little bit later in the game and you need to throw, uh, you're rolling the dice big time with Carson Wentz. I agree, Matt. I I love I like the Colts a lot. I love the running game. I like the pieces on the defense. Kenny Moore, really underrated um, secondary player. Their secondary is good. You've got uh, Quiddy Pay, who's having a decent rookie season, and Buckner. They can rush the passer. They can create turnovers with Darius Leonard and and all their other guys. They've got a good defense. They've got a good rushing game. And at times, I mean, you look at the Bucks game. They abandoned the running game. They abandoned the running game in that game, and it was it went all right for them. And they should have won that game if it wasn't for some bad fumble luck. And like, it is possible for them to beat anybody. I think like if you can beat the Bucks, and they can't. They didn't beat the Bucks, but they can. They can beat the Bucks, and uh, they can beat the Chiefs, and they can beat the Patriots, and they can beat whoever that you want to put in front of them. They are capable of winning those games. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's impossible. Would it shock me? No, but at the end, I do agree where it's like, you're not going to get the one seed. Most likely. Uh, I don't know if that's a possibility. Even um, you're going to have to play to win a super bowl. You're going to have to win a lot of games in a row against good teams and you can't screw up once. And yeah, Wentz is not really the guy to not screw up once. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's where I'm, Matt, I said all that just to agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here, here's my thing with the Colts, right? Carson Wentz, yes, he gives you, he gives you your 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 little bit, your, your little hiccups from time to time. He's a bit of a concern. That defense is opportunistic as hell. That special teams is opportunistic. I mean, their score. I mean, they've had one player, I think, have two de- two special teams touchdowns this year. Which is absolutely nuts, um, and I, I just think when you when you have that kind of special teams and that kind of defense, you always have a chance. Even if Carson Wentz can't put you in pickles, and that's what you know we've seen happen in a lot of their regular season games. Yeah, Carson Wentz will you know throw a dumb interception, make a dumb play, and then then the defense bails him out. Then the running game bails him out. And then the special teams bails them out. Like they have other things that make that team great outside of, you know, Carson Wentz has been playing um, at a higher level than he was, you know, last year and the year before. That's that's true. Maybe I'm focusing too much on the quarterback because Carson Wentz is not just bad. It's not like you're just sitting there with uh, a terrible quarterback. Uh, and it's just like, well, we have, we can't possibly It's not, it's not like Mitch. It's not like Mitch Trubisky on the Bears like yeah, last exactly. year. Yeah, um, exactly. But honestly, so I'm looking at it now. With the current seating, which will probably not stand because I kind of, 
I'm leaning that they might win the division at this point. Yes. Um, they're the fifth seed. Would you take them over the Bengals right now? Yes. I think I would. Yeah. Would you take them over their next game? Would I believe, I believe would be against the three or the six would be the chargers or the Titans. Would you take them over those teams right now? The Titans, absolutely. The Chargers, probably. I might because because I don't know if the Chargers <laughs> could stop that run game. Although the Chargers' run defense has been a little bit better recently. Yeah, Jerry Tillery had like an all-pro performance against the Chiefs. You, but you see the path if they were to play a Chargers team. There. So, like, if if they end up playing, I know they just beat the Patriots, but if they end up having to play. Patriots, maybe even Bills and Chiefs, if they've got the more of those teams that really are going to give them a challenge, uh, I wouldn't want to play Bill Belichick a second time. I really would not <laughs> play Bill Belichick a second time. Um, yeah, that would probably not go well. But they crushed um, the Bills. They beat the Patriots. And, you know, I think true. they've got maybe a shot. I'm, we got a Chargers, just, team, a Chargers team that's not even that good. Put up like 200, they're not good at rushing, not good at running. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not that good at running the football uh, usually, or at least not as good as the Colts. Put up 200 rushing yards against the Chiefs. So they could beat the Chiefs yeah. as well. So, so yeah, they're, they they're are. the Super Bowl they favorites. Are. Yes, they well. are. <laughs> like, I'm t- like I'm talking myself into this. I could totally see it. I totally can see it. You don't throw if you don't have to throw. A lot of these teams are just totally not going to be able to handle uh, an elite offensive line, elite running back. And I, then they're I, getting I, hot they at the right I, time. Here's, here's, here's my favorite part about the Colts. All else fails. When they got into the red zone the first time, when they scored their first touchdown against the Patriots, they had been running the rock against these light boxes. Then all of a sudden, Bill goes heavy inside the 10. And uh, they just run this trick play with Naeem Hines. And it's like, there's no... There is no length that they can't that they can't go through to score. They have so many different options offensively. Yeah, they're good. And uh, how are we feeling about Jonathan Taylor MVP? I say that, and the emotion yes. that is associated is people. It's an open oh. question. I oh okay. I thought, I thought you were like going to say something about like what you saw on Twitter. No, or no, something. no, no. I, I think it would be a lot of fun. Jonathan Taylor is not the most valuable player because he's a running back. But we've talked about this before. The most valuable player award stinks because it can only go to one position. And that's stupid. That's a dumb way to have. This is the only league that I can think of that just like has a, 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 a number one player award, which is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the number one player. And the guy who has like the best season or one of the best seasons. But for whatever reason, the the wording of MVP limits it to only quarterbacks. And that's just so lame. I don't want to see the uh, quarterback with the best counting stats win it again. And it's like, yes, that guy probably is the most valuable player. But did they actually have the best season? I don't know. It's sad. Uh, so I'm all for Jonathan Taylor on the basis of it should be most outstanding player. And you should just take that into account and vote for him anyway, instead of the basis that Jonathan Taylor actually is the most valuable player. Although he's not, not valuable because he is. He is incredibly valuable. I I know, Theo, you want to talk about his 67-yard game ceiling touchdown run. Um, The Patriots went a light box on that play too, but they, they actually had him. They had him dead in his tracks, <laughs> and he scored anyway. Yeah, there were two people in the gap, and I'm not sure if they were in a light box on that play. I've got to pull it up. It, but it, it was it. It looked to me like they were in uh, a three four, and they brought down the outside backers. Oh God, no! They were not in a light box play, and they were in about as heavy a box as you can get in. But I'm going to ignore that, and I'm going to. They had two people <laughs> in the gap that they ran. Like there were two guys in that hole. And he just like got skinny and didn't lose any speed as he like shifted his body like almost vertically to, to just squeeze through this little gap. And then the whole time, JC Jackson, like I'm like, oh, he's going to get him. He's going to catch him. He's going to catch him because that's just when you run with the football in your hand, you get slower. Like yeah. if you were to give. Yes. Yeah, that's just how if you were to give like Olympic athletes a football to hold, the times would get slower. You just run slower with a football in your hand. 
And JC Jackson's not slow. Like he's not like this, this like tease Tabor slow corner. And he just never caught him. He just never, he had a good solid angle. It looks like the whole time, like you see quarterbacks, like it looked the whole time, like the cornerback was going to catch up with him. And Jonathan Hale, Taylor, and he just hit pulled away 20, 23 miles an hour that on that play. The fastest that's, that's gotta of be, any, I was say that's got to be the fastest ball carrier speed of the season. The fastest ball carrier speed of the season. And to win the game, they got like crazy. One of the best plays of the season for any running back and really any player. That's, in, that's to get that fast impressive. in crunch time. I was about to say, that's impressive, not just because it's incredibly fast, but usually when you see those like top speeds, first quarter, second quarter, it late in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. You've got to. You're gassed at that point. And it just oh my that's yeah. that's absurd. And I've I've done a complete 180 on the whole running backs aren't valuable thing. And the terms of, you know, it's lame to say shut up. Oh, running <laughs> they're cool. They're the coolest position in my opinion. A great run trumps almost every other play. Um doing something like that is so sick. Oh, they're the least valuable. Yeah. Enjoy this. As someone who has gotten to watch Nick Chubb over the past couple of years, it's really hard to like go watch a bad running back <laughs> and then tell me that Jonathan Taylor has no value. I can't buy that. I I would agree, and I, I I would still agree that they're probably the least valuable player. But you know, when I when a couple of years ago the Packers drafted AJ Dillon when they had Aaron Jones, and I was pissed. I am no longer pissed because AJ Dillon's a really good running back, and if. You know, yep. if they draft a really good player, I am okay with it, even if it's a running back. You know, what's, so. you know what's less valuable than a good running back? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A bad player. Like, yes. There's nothing <laughs> like a good running back is still a good running back, you know? I You're right. That's fair. You're right. And also so, just positional value conversations in general are like, what are you supposed to do? Just not spend any resources? Like is every team like not supposed to like, it's just kind yeah. of a useless debate. Like if it's good, if they're good, they're good. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit silly to me to be like, Oh, never pay linebackers, never play running back. It's like, what if every team in football built around that strategy, like the then supply and demand would shift and then it would all change. Yeah, like yeah. all the analytics would and change where it's like, Oh, actually now things have shifted. I don't know, but it's a silly debate to me. I am a Packers fan and I am a Aaron Rodgers, you know, fan and I am pushing the Aaron Rodgers MVP narrative because if we're all, if fair. we're be, telling the truth, if Roger, they're the one seed right now, if Rodgers was hurt, they would be, a really bad football yes. team, I think. Uh, so when he was I, out, they were a really bad football. team. I do not think you're wrong for that. I watched some other teams today that didn't have Aaron Rodgers, and then I watched Aaron Rodgers. Um, and the difference yeah. is pretty big, from what I can tell, <laughs> dude. It's just ridiculous how he's good automatic. And consistent he is. It's just stupid. It's he so had a throw. He had a throw to MVS over the middle. Um, at the end of the first half, and M- MVS had not broken inside yet. The corner had inside leverage. Sometimes you'll see like timing throws where the corner is outside, so the co- the quarterback knows like they can't possibly get there. The cornerback was inside MVS here, like he was closer to where this ball was going to be than where MVS was. He throws it way before MVS cuts. He cuts, and it's just a perfect, perfect football. Like 
just on, I'll retweet it on Twitter. And that's not even yeah. counting some of the, the sick downfield shot that he had. I think also this Valdez Scantling, um, where he, where he hung it over the underneath defender and before the safety got there after like throwing it from the left side of the field to the right side of the field. And he hit some sick throws last week. I mean, it's just been, I mean, he tied Brett Favre for most touchdowns yeah. in Packers history. I mean, and he's done it in less games with like, 110 less interceptions or something 120 that's, 130 that's less funny that the Packers went from like the interception guy among great quarterbacks to like the no interception guy among yes, great yeah. quarterbacks I just don't think there's any player like Rodgers where I know he's going to be great the number of just great throws he has in a single game is ridiculous there's no other way to put it uh it's like and he's the guy if you give him 30 seconds, you know what's going to happen at the end of the game. That's too much time. Right. Do, we like, talk about the, the two-point conversion. There were 42 seconds on the clock, and, <laughs> and he that's had a actually, timeout. Yeah. I, that two-point conversion is interesting. I wonder if that's maybe because of overtime rules. Like, what if you don't go for it, and then you end up giving Rodgers two straight chances because he has one with 40 seconds left to get a field goal and then another. Like, that could... Yeah. I don't, don't think you do can that. live with that. You, you don't. No, you go for two. That was the right give decision. Him, give him I, one shot I always, instead of two. Every, every time I think about Aaron Rodgers, I always think back to, to this one game of Madden I played because in Madden, Aaron Rodgers has this has this ability that gives him the fastest throwing velocity possible. Um... And I had a drive where I was playing as the Packers and I had nine seconds to, dr- to get into field goal range and win the game. <laughs> and I threw two passes over the middle and they were both four second plays. And I, with one second, I kicked the game winning field goal. <laughs> that's All real the, life and Rogers. I, that's and real that, life no, Rogers. But like, that's only Aaron Rodgers can do that. Like, if Rodgers is an MVP, <laughs> then how come. He led a nine-second drive in Madden for me. No, but like... I mean, I think back to the the Cardinals game where he pretty much did that. It was like fourth and 15. He was in the back of his own end zone and he hit not one, but basically two Hail Marys to Jeff Janis of all people on just like sick throws in a playoff game. And they still lost because he didn't touch the ball in overtime. But, you know, NFL seems to happen to strike again. Seems to happen. Seems to happen to him a little bit too much for my taste. Well, but I think we could talk about another guy who probably just lost his MVP chances today. Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got swept by the New Orleans Saints and shut out in this game. Happened last year too. They're Owen Brady is zero and four against the Saints in the regular season, but he's one and one, or he's one and zero, I guess in uh, the playoffs against them. So that was a close game. Saints kind of own the Bucks. It's weird. All the defensive players for the Saints just go crazy when it's against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for some reason. I couldn't tell you why. They, I mean, they play very, very good in divisional games. They kill the Panthers. I mean, they didn't, I guess, this year, but um, they were playing with like two coaches and four players um, but there's there's been seasons where the Panthers have like lost three times to the Saints and it's just miserable and they have no hope every time I remember the that are... but I mean regardless of how well the Saints played which they did play a good game defensively Tom Brady just looked bad I mean he missed a lot of missed a lot of throws downfield sucks um, and, and Tom Brady's like characteristically one of the best downfield passers in, in football. I mean, Evans right? I mean, and Godwin got hurt and AB is out. I, so I, I do think he gets I, a little I bit know, of a pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a little bit of a pass for that, I guess. But like that interception at the end of the game, awful. Like right. and it wasn't even it wasn't even like, oh, you have to you have to uh not throw an intercept. It's like the last second or the last play. It was like three and a half minutes. Just horrible interception. I don't know. It just like the Bucks overall just didn't look great. Uh, Brady had two turnovers, and I know this is going to sound just like a Brady slander episode. Brady's still a very, very good quarterback. He just probably lost his MVP, his MVP odds, and he just didn't play a very good game at all. I think Brady still has a pretty good MVP case. I could argue, if I were to make the Brady MVP argument, which I would never do because I'm a Packers fan, but you yes. could say how many of his picks have been drops by his wide receivers 
And I'm willing to bet he's still the most efficient quarterback. If you were to look at like DVOA and you look at his counting stats, they're all crazy high. And I'm sure his PFF grade is still going to be number one after this. So it's probably still not ruined. Um, like Maybe not Rogers, ruined. Rodgers has not been getting any hype for MVP this whole year from like the national media. Like it just, I haven't seen it if it's happening. So I think Brady still has a very good chance to win MVP. And honestly, it's, it's not a horrible pick because of all the things I laid out for MVP. If it does happen, I also have $20 on it and I would win like 180 <laughs> if it happens. Wait, 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 wait. You would never push a Brady MVP narrative as a Packers fan, but you bet on it. I bet on it. I mean, of course I did. The MVP is like, a, a you know, uh, it has a lot to do with narratives, not entirely, but a lot. Uh, if you, do you feel like the more you push it, the better your odds are of winning? Yes, the more I push. If I, we have the power to push narratives with our followings on TikTok, and if we really got a good Rogers narrative going and got the case out there, or a good Brady narrative going, and we got that case out there, it would it would tr- trickle through sports dialogue and it would sway human beings, which are the voters, you know, it's not a statistical thing. It's the human thing. So narratives help a lot. Uh, but I'm pushing a Rogers narrative, but I, I could see a, a Brady narrative still getting pushed. And there's been a Brady narrative pushed all year. That's, that's like the number one guy. I've I, seen. I was pushing, I was pushing it for a little bit, but I'm done now. Jonathan Taylor or bust. <laughs> I've seen a Jonathan Taylor narrative get pushed a little bit after that game winning thing. And so be it. Not, not every narrative is a horrible narrative either. Narr- the word narrative is like, it's always bad. Some narratives are okay. Some narratives are fair. Some narratives are fair. Um, you know, when, when I think about the playoff picture as a whole right now, I think about, man, who do I want to see go to the Super Bowl? And uh, I promised you guys that for this segment, I would not say that I want to see the Browns go to the Super Bowl for Christmas. That's the segment that we're doing. This is what you... Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna transition. Right. I was trying to be creative with my transitions. As you can see, I'm very very good at it. Um, yeah, so we're we're doing all I want for Christmas, um, sports edition. I made a promise in the group chat that I wouldn't say I want to see a Brown Super Bowl win. Theo, you said earlier that you want to see the Broncos with. A good quarterback is that? Are you sticking with that, or do you have? I'll stick with that, but I've got some other stuff to talk about. So, basically, the game right. is is we're just going to talk about things we we're wishing for and things we would like to see. Uh, Broncos with a good quarterback is one, but I have plenty of others. I'm going to avoid the obvious yeah. Packers good, um, yes, like thing. I'm going to try to keep it a little bit outside the that, box. That's, and, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, maybe I sh- maybe I shouldn't just say Brown Super Bowl. That's the obvious choice for me, isn't it, Matt? Yes. What do you want for Christmas? Well, I have a few things. The thing I was going to say was a non-quarterback MVP. Um, <laughs> but I won't do that because we've already talked about it. So I'll say that very specifically, I would like the Browns-Packers Christmas game to be a tie. I think that would be... <laughs> look, if, if the Packers win, Theo, you're going to brag. If the Browns win, Bladen, you're going to brag. If it's a tie, I'm bragging. That's my stake in this game. <laughs> if it's a tie, I win. All um, Matt wants for Christmas is a tie. And I, you know what? At this point, I feel like it might happen. <laughs> I just think because, the odds just of it because are like, you say that. I think the odds of it are like nothing, but <laughs> it's probably like 0.2%, like every other game. I mean, outside of that, I could give you guys the the usual. Uh, I wish Miles Turner was on the list. <laughs> Please, I need it. Um, That's more of a, f- a physical gift as well, like a present. I um, Or another one. I won't even just say Cincinnati wins their big game because that's, that's too simple. I wish that Sauce Gardner would be the consensus cornerback one. <laughs> I literally do not know what more he could possibly do. I've seen multiple mock drafts with him outside of the top ten. Like, not, I'm not saying he. I, I, I've I've seen multiple mock drafts with him as cornerback three. There is literally yeah. no possible way. There is just no way. So he's he would have to like hold on everything. Like if he never gets targeted, which I haven't. I noticed that in the Houston game where I'm like, is he hurt? 
And then I saw him like in the background. I was like, oh, there he is. Like, yes, he never gets <laughs> mentioned on the broadcast. So unless he's just like holding every play and I feel like that's not sustainable, that's the only like possible thing I could possibly I, see. I can't remember a single time he got called for holding this year. So he's perfect. Um, he's he's the perfect. I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't think he's perfect. I'd say that maybe his long speed is just a hair. So he's not like a four three corner okay. or something. That was and maybe he needs thing. to put on a little bit of weight. Uh, although he has put on a lot of weight since he started playing at Cincinnati, but he's completely ridiculously long. It's also probably doesn't help that he plays for a group of five school, but he plays yes, yep. well when he plays good wide receivers. It never bothers him. Um, and his run support's great. So my Christmas wish would be that even if Cincinnati loses, um, Gardner plays a good game and, and limits um, Jamison Williams and people come he to their will. senses. He will. I, I, I have faith. I have faith. I'm, I'm afraid that maybe with the long speed, Williams might get him on one. Yeah. Sertan, that was Sertan's big problem, and Sertan's been awesome as a rookie. I was about to say, so. that, has not, that has not hindered Patrick Sertan even a little bit. We're all big Patrick Sertan fans here. Bladen, outside of the Browns, what is your big wish? I, so I have two. Uh, one okay. does involve the Browns, but it's not that they go to the Super Bowl. It's that Derek Carr is in a Cleveland Browns uniform next year. <laughs> let's let's breeze let's breeze right past this because we talked about it for hours. We've talked about this before. Um, my second one is that the Patriots beat the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. That would be funny. <laughs> That'd be that, elite. I, that is that is the most cyclical perfect ending to Bill Belichick's career. And then I hope it, everyone I retires. <laughs> everyone retires. Belichick, gone. Brady, gone. <laughs> like Arians, Arians, Antonio <laughs> Brown, everyone. Antonio it, Brown. Uh, the whole era of like of like Brady and Manning and Bree, it, like that whole like 2010s, if Brady beats yes. Belichick, that can just end and we can get into like the the new era with like Mahomes wow. and everything. Like if that happens, yes. we just put a stick a fork in the old era. Everyone <laughs> retires. Only, Rogers, I, I'm have, sorry. You're retired too. Everyone. Over guy, the he's probably something. got the best odds to actually retire. If any of them. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. Honestly. Um, yeah. I no, don't know but what I, I want to see. I want to see. What do you guys actually want for Christmas? A camera. Oh, like I, my camera. I remember things? my, my, my bird pictures that got slandered on eBird. Mm-hmm. And they got like three stars, even though they were good pictures. I can't take any this year because my camera broke. So I would like a new camera Dude, so I've, I could take. I may have gone on there and given them a bad rating. I don't remember if I actually did it or not. I may have been trying to get one. I like looked Matt, at it. I like spent, and it was not easy to find. Matt. I do remember bad finding fr- one. I don't know if I actually did. friend Matt. No, 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 no. Well, it doesn't matter if you did because I really have not checked them since then because my camera's been broken. So I haven't even seen your bad reviews. The ones I was mad at happened before you gave them a bad review if you did. Okay. My, my football I, wishes, though... <laughs> If you're just going to skip me and change the subject. Oh, shoot. I'm... Look, Forgive me. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about how the Colts could make a run into the deep into the AFC. The Chiefs are there again. How boring is that? The Patriots could be there again. How boring is that? I want to see Lamar Jackson come back and play really well yes. and play a really good in the playoffs and have a Ravens Super Bowl. I don't care if they win because the Packers should win, but I want Lamar to come back he struggled recently. I want him to turn it around. I want him to be playing elite football in the playoffs, and I would like to see the Ravens make a run, and I want to see Bateman thrive, and maybe J.K. Dobbins. Come. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that, I J.K. Almost, Dobbin, J.K. I Dobbins. Said to, J.K. Dobbins come back 100% on my list. I, <laughs> we, we all love J.K. Dobbins here, and I want and I want Derrick Henry to come back too and i want the titans to have derrick henry and aj brown and julio back and i want them to be fully operational if they're going to make the playoffs and i want that i want the afc playoffs to not be a total disaster class with a bunch of bad teams and and just a mess i want the ravens to look great and i want the titans to be fully operational and i want you know i don't know the chiefs to maybe lose and not make it again sorry chiefs i, fans, I will but. say i will say this if i can't get patriots bucks and the patriots beat the bucks i want dallas and indianapolis 
Dallas I think or that Indianapolis? Would be, I think that would be a fun Super Bowl. I think that would be a ton of fun. I think that's the most like possible outside the box Super Bowl. That's like the most possible crazy matchup that could happen. And I'd be down to see it. Let's let's get let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. The NFL's been weird this year. I mean, why not? Now right. can I ask Bladen what you actually want for Christmas? What I actually want for Christmas? Yeah. Well, I kind of already bought what I wanted for Christmas. My new guitar. That was kind of the only thing I really so you wanted. Want anything. I mean, like some some clothes would be nice. Maybe some new shoes, um, a new belt. Um, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get snazzy, you know. I'm trying to get snazzy. You know, you I, want I like to dress nice. You want lemon, you want lemon, lemon boy. You? <laughs> you want a lemon? <laughs> Do I want lemon? Oh, Do you I want lemon, brought, lemon I boy? A, at, back at school, I have a fake lemon plant. I should have brought it home. Lemon boy, you have a fake lemon plant because you're lemon boy, lemon boy. That is Matt. That what is do you want for Christmas? <laughs> socks. <laughs> Seriously, I I run through socks like crazy. I, I buy. I noticed like a, one of those. You know how you get those like big holes in your socks, like on your heel no. or on your. That doesn't you've never had a hole in a sock. Doesn't happen. You're the le- okay. You're the least relatable <laughs> person ever. Great. Um, I wore through a sock in like a month. I have no idea how I did it. Maybe I'm just stomping around everywhere. So I'd love some socks. Maybe you, mom, maybe you sleepwalk. Well, my mom and dad listen to this. Mom, dad, I need some more socks. I'm running out and I won't buy more myself. Um, maybe you sleepwalk and run around and and barefoot or in socks and you like. Drag your feet yeah, over I, I gravel. Do, I do suicides in my sleep. Um, <laughs> you just got to get ready for the lions, you know. For whenever they, uh, yes. when, whenever, whenever they call he finally, whenever he finally decides to step onto the field, he'll be ready. He will be ready. Yes, Christmas is the best holiday, and it's in my eyes, it's not really that close. And I know you guys talk about it being a little bit too much with all the ads, and the season is long, and there's a lot of traveling and a lot, a lot of dealing with family members. I get it, I get it. It is still the best one, and it, at the end of the day, it's 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 like a whole month where everyone is is having a good. I guess not everyone having a good time, but, uh, and, and not everyone okay. celebrates Christmas, of course, but, uh, yes. uh, I'm, I'm, it's, Christmas is good. This is what I'm saying. Christmas, Christmas I, is I think, the best holiday. I agree. Um, but never count out Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is Christmas without the capitalist propaganda. I, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a little bit of, there, of there is a little bit of capitalist propaganda, but not the nearly black, as much. The Black Friday black holiday. Fr- black Friday that's is the day is, after. Black Friday that is isn't separate count. from Thanksgiving. <laughs> no. that's it's like not saying, anymore. That's like, saying, that's like saying New Year's is is part of Christmas. It's not. It's not like saying that, dude. Black Friday happens after thanks. It like. It has been. If you're saying capitalist propaganda for Christmas, you got to say it for Thanksgiving because those those Black Friday deals are open. I mean, at of, like of six all p- the propaganda, though, Black Friday probably the best. They are <laughs> they good do, deals. Like they, they are, are good they are deals. Great deals. They are good deals. Um, <laughs> but I, I I don't disagree. I think Thanksgiving and Christmas are like essentially the same thing. Yes, I I disagree. I, they're I disagree. There's the no same thing there's no me. tree. Well, the things that I really love about Thanksgiving and the things that are almost all there for Christmas. I just, I I like Thanksgiving because it's a little bit more football focused. You know, you just need like watching the sports is one of that, which you can, you know, you can obviously watch. But that is, that is a hallmark of Thanksgiving. You just sit down. I also want to be different and special. So I pick Thanksgiving instead of Christmas. Yeah. There we go. Boring and mainstream. Look at, Look at you, Radiohead poster, eternal sunshine of the spotless, spotless mind fan. I like cool things, and that makes me great. <laughs> Thanksgiving uh, is cool. Christmas is the best holiday, though, but I think Thanksgiving is a very, very close second. No, Theo, I, you can think whatever you want. Thanksgiving is still the best in my book. <laughs> what? I said you can think whatever you want about Christmas being by far and away the best holiday. It's great, and it's the best, but it's, it's not like, it's not absurd. Did we have anything else we wanted to hit? I had something. What do you want to hit? What is? Oh, um, can I ask you guys a trivia question? A trivia question? Is there anything wrong with a trivia question? Okay. So Cooper Cup is on pace. He hasn't played his game yet this week, but before this week, he was on pace to be a, a triple crown winner. 
in receiving, meaning that he finishes the season with the most receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. So I looked it up, and this has only happened three times since 1970. Can you guys name the three players that have won it? They've all are they only three done it different, one time. Are they three different players? They are three different players, Okay, and you know all of them. It's not like I'm going to pull. I was looking at it, and there's some guy from like 1932 who had 20 catches. Okay. Got it. Um. Can you give Jerry us Rice like, is, I was about to say, Jerry, Jerry Rice is one of Jerry them. Rice is one. Okay. Um, is Michael Irvin one of them? He is not. Okay. Someone who gets I, a lot of questions, is Randy, Randy Moss, Moss one of maybe? them? Randy Moss never led the league in receiving yards in his entire career, I'm pretty sure. Really? Interesting. Um, yeah. So no Michael Irvin. I don't maybe like, T.O.? T.O.? I think he came close one time, but no. It's two. It's two guys who are legends, but it's a little bit outside of the box. Outside of Would, the box. Oh, uh, did Lance Allworth do it? He he maybe. I when did he play? He played for the Chargers in like the nineteen seventies, I believe. He may have done it, but I, if he did, it was. He's not one of the answers. Okay. Yeah. Did Steve Largent um, do it? I was about to say Steve Largent. I think maybe. for sure, but it was in the 60s. But he did it like okay. four times. Steve okay. Largent. Okay. So one more. So I'm getting there's the right answers. More. They're just, oh, they're, yeah, they're just not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's not modern NFL guys. Since, okay. Yeah. Um, did Michael Th- shoot? Did, did Michael Thomas do it a couple no, of years ago? Okay. So it's, a, so it's, it's tough to get. So so it's not anyone from the 2000s. It, they are not then. currently in the league, though. They're not currently in the league. Yeah. Um, what did Larry Fitzgerald? No, no, Larry Fitzgerald didn't do it. All right, all right. I'll give. I'll, yeah, just I don't, I don't mean to make this um and uh the it, whole time. Both of these guys play for one of our favorite teams, not the same team. Did Sterling Sharp do it? <laughs> Sterling Sharp did do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I almost said him too. I should have said Sterling that earlier. Sharp, I, I was, thought the name crossed my mind. Wasn't Josh Gordon? Was it? No. <laughs> Wasn't Josh? Gordon. Was it Steve Smith in two thousand and four? It was Steve Smith in two thousand and five. Yes, oh. two thousand five. Okay, all right. Well, it was clearly not going to be any yeah. Browns guys because they haven't yeah, had no, any wide Josh receivers Gordon, who are like that. Josh Gordon had a shot. Had a shot. <laughs> he did. Don't he did not, see, the problem is, is that you have to score touchdowns, and uh, ah. those Browns teams weren't doing that. So, <laughs> um, I just I thought that was an interesting stat. Because it's like not the guys that you would expect, and you wouldn't expect that to be as hard to win as it is. You'd figure more guys like the guy with the most catches or the guy with the most yards would naturally have the most catches and touchdowns, or it'd be yes. significantly more likely. Um, and Cooper Cup is on pace for that. He's having Cooper a great Cup year. is interesting because we talk about Jonathan Taylor being an MVP, but we don't talk about it for Cooper Cup, even though he's on pace for just a ridiculous season. I've talked about it a little bit. Gun to your head. Twitter every now. <laughs> How about this for just a normal question? Then we'll wrap it up. Gun All to your right. head. Offensive player of the year. Cup or Taylor? Cup. I'm giving it to Cup. If he He's if having, he completes yes. the triple crown, it's really hard not to give it to him. Unfortunately, um, but it's I, I at the same time I can't quite push the MVP narrative the same way I can for Taylor. So That's I'll, I'll say. Give one of them offensive player of the year, the other one MVP. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. Cup, don't cup give it to a quarterback no matter how good they are. Ban oh, them okay, from yeah. the award this year. <laughs> Ban them from I, the award. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. That would be funny. That um, would be funny. I would, That's how it should be. If if Cup completes the triple crown, it, it would be pretty difficult to turn him down. So I might lean him exactly. at this current moment, even though I don't I still don't think he's a top ten wide receiver, but uh, he's uh, he's having a top one season at wide receiver. Yeah, he's, that's he's having the and best it's not, receiving season. It's not based on uh, skill set or really. I don't think you really should put all that much context into it. It's just like, are you having the best season? Yes or no? Yes, so, it is. Yes, and but, the answer is yes. But I'm pretty sure that wraps things up for us. As always, tons and tons of content coming your way on all platforms. This is our Christmas episode, which means we will not release an episode on Friday. So we will be off until next Monday will be our next episode. And uh, we'll recap, you know, the Christmas games. Hopefully uh, the Browns and Packers game does not ruin my Christmas. And then, you know, as always, 
tons and tons of content coming your way, all platforms, TikTok, Twitter, etc. And from Corn Boy, Gambling Addiction Boy, and Lemon Boy, here are the Stay Hot shout-outs, and we'll catch you on the flippity flop. Well, this next from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And another day, another Panthers loss. This team's just pitiful. Matt Rule does not deserve a job, but he's going to keep his job because this team is just in shambles. Absolute shambles with the place kicker out today. It's painful to watch and will be a painful rest of the season and maybe in the next couple of years. This is Brayden from California. I'm a Chargers fan. I can't believe I chose this much of a poverty franchise. There's three men. There's three people around Travis Kelsey. Three. Three people. I'm Will. I'm a Chargers fan from Virginia. That was the worst fucking game I've ever seen coached by Brandon Staley. You have the best kicker we've had in fucking years. You don't kick it with four chances, bro. I want to see Jared Cook off the team. I want to see Josh Kelly off the team. Use Dustin Hopkins. We kick one of those field goals. We win the fucking game, bro. I'm livid. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.